The Tigers are here, and the end is near. This is Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back. It's Locked On A's, and I'm your host, Wayne Coy, lifelong athletic supporter and media dude. Hey, it's good to have you here. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. If you're an athletics fan like me, you know, you got to stay on top of what's happening with your team, and that's, of course, what we do here every day, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And again, happy to be here as we get ready to kick off uh, our final home series of the year, uh, well, yeah, this is it, Detroit Tigers, and then uh, a couple on the road, and then we're done. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. You want to check out the Game Time app, you download it, and you create an account, and then, well, you use the code, of course. Happy to share that with you. It's locked on MLB. Put that code in there, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with Game Time. Well, here come the Tigers, and, you know, what does that mean? Is that, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, at least in the sense that it's not a team fighting for their playoff lives. Seems like we've had enough of that lately. This is a, a team not unlike the A's in the sense that they're just kind of playing out the string. Uh, nothing really to play for except pride and momentum and all that stuff we talked about before. Uh, the Tigers are 10 games underneath 500. They have no shot in the AL Central. They're done for the year at 71 and 81. But compared to us, they look like World Series champs, right? Their record is 71 and 81, while the A's are 46 and 106. Yeah, 38 and a half games out of first place and headed towards the worst one loss record in Oakland A's history. Not to beat that drum. It's Louis Medina tonight for the A's. Again, a lot of promise, a lot of, uh, you know, just hope, I guess, that he'll be the pitcher everybody thinks he can be. And now he's back from his injury. I think he came back on the 4th of September, and he just hasn't been able to figure it out yet. So far, Medina hasn't made it past the fifth inning in any of his starts since the beginning of the month. Let's see if that changes. Tall order. It seems like we always get the pitchers when they're hot or when they're local, and sometimes they're both. And that would be the case tonight. Uh, Brian Wu is just here with Seattle. He's, he's from Alameda. And tonight's starting pitcher is from right down 880 from the Coliseum, Hayward. Who's from Hayward? Well, it would be Tarek Skubal. Maybe the best name in the MLB, right? Tarek Skubal takes the mound, the big lefty for Detroit. Just so you know, he's 3-0 in September. The ERA is 1.42, and he's got 25 strikeouts in his last 19 innings. But, hey, have a nice day. So uh, yesterday I told you all about an article that is, uh, in my words, and now others as well, must read. We did our podcast yesterday having just digested just a wonderful article in terms of detail on everything that's gone on, and it's been like a nutty movie all year long with the A's. 2023, we'll never forget, right? Well, this article by Tim McEwen, or not McEwen, but Kewen, um, has gone way, way, way under 
and into the weeds as, as, as I think as close as anybody's gotten so far to being able to get kind of a definitive read from the people who are part of the process on a day-to-day basis. Whether that's Mayor Tao from Oakland or it's Dave Cavill or it's John Fisher. What? John Fisher? He doesn't talk to anybody. Well, he did here. 75 minutes worth of an interview. And this wasn't Q&A. This was like a, well, I think it was a Zoom call, but whatever. It was eyeball to eyeball contact. I don't think it was a bunch of, uh, just based on what we read, uh, a bunch of puffy questions that were just, you know, softballs thrown up there for him to be able to handle. I got that feeling in the interviews that preceded this one, you know, Raj Mathayan. I, I just I just felt like Fisher was doing maybe what he was told to do by baseball. Like, look, if you want your team to be able to relocate, then you need to go out and do some interviews. And, you know, he never had. I mean, from the time he's been here, what is it, 15 years now? No. Just anybody's guess as to what John Fisher's really all about. Well, he let his hair down. Uh, he doesn't have any hair. But he let, he let his uh, guard down, I think, would be the right way to put it. Answered some tough questions. I didn't like all the answers, but it was nice to see him at least uh, willing to answer those questions. So there you go. That's that. Um, relocation, of course. Everybody's watching the A's. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen in Las Vegas with Oakland because, well, the other owners, some of them anyway, are in a position to maybe emulate. Excuse me just a second. That's what happens when you get a bug on the microphone. And Yes, I killed him. Anyway, um, the other owners are watching what the A's are doing. Uh, yeah, specifically two of the guys that are on the relocation committee put together by Commissioner Manfred. Oh, surprise, surprise, two of the owners want to move, maybe. Or at least they're threatening to move if they don't get what they want. Does that sound familiar? Well, Milwaukee's owner, I guess they need some repairs. Forget that their stadium is only like 20 years old. Apparently, they need some money, like $700 million. And they would like the public to please step up and make that happen for them. Okay? Then you got Kansas City. They're looking for tax breaks. Not a tax increase, but continued tax on the people so that they can move from their, uh, well, they've been there for a long time, Royal Stadium there, um, moving downtown where all the lights are bright. Downtown Kansas City, which is a cool place to hang out. But they want a new stadium. Some might say they deserve it. I might even agree with you there. But again, it's a little bit of a gun to the head. And then there's the Philadelphia Phillies owner who hasn't yet said anything about moving. So two out of three of the people that are on the relocation committee that have been brought together to vet this whole thing are, uh, yeah, are people who are thinking about moving. So they're, like I said, kind of using this as maybe like a litmus test, right? See what happens with the A's. Crazy. Sean Newcomb, you probably wondered, because I did, what happened? Because he went on the 60-day IL so badly do I want to say DL, right? Because you've been saying disabled list forever. Not politically correct. We don't do that. It's it's the IL now, injured list. So uh, Sean Newcomb went on the 60-day list, and I just wondered what the heck happened because we didn't hear anything about it. What was his knee? And oof, makes your knee hurt just talking about it. Left knee, lateral meniscus procedure. Ow. I don't know how much of an ow it is. I'm sure they numbed him up. It's all arthroscopic anyway, isn't it? 
these days. Anyhow, he's got a rehab, and he will be. And we'll see if maybe he's going to be a piece next year, 2024, part of the A's uh, starting rotation. I like the little bit that we saw. I know it was a quick tryout before he got hurt, but you know what? I, I think there's something there. And I know he's been around for a while. He's 30 years old. You know, some players, pitchers it seems like in particular, uh, seems like they mature at different stages. Some can get right at it very young. Uh, Mason Miller, you know, you watch him pitch and you're like, this guy's got it. And he's only what, 21, 22? Okay. So here's Newcomb, who's 30, and, you know, comes with a lot of people talking about his stuff, but it's his head, you know, or at least it seems to be. And um, at least, you know, the little bit that we got to see him with the A's, yeah, why not? All right, so we'll, uh, we'll be watching what happens with Sean Newcomb. We'll talk about 2024. And I've got uh, my current thoughts that I've been trying to put together on the whole subject of relocation and the vote that's coming up with the owners, including, you know, that, that committee, or at least two out of three anyway. Talk about that in just a minute. But game time is the place. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. And I'm here to tell you I am living proof of this, okay? Last season, Chiefs in town here in Vegas to play the Raiders. The Raiders. And my buddy, Tommy T, Tommy T's comedy, you know who he is, um, he's in town. And he's like, we're going to the game. I made the assumption that he already had the tickets. You would just think, you know, if you're going to invite somebody to the game, that <laughs> you'd have the tickets. Well, he didn't have the tickets. So panic set in as we're at Allegiant Stadium. And I went, wait a minute. I've been hearing all about the game time app on Locked On. Let me give it a shot. So I went on and got my tickets. I was able to actually look and see where they were going to be. And we got some sweet seats, got to be able to go thanks to game time and the tickets that were right there for me to be able to buy. No more than, I mean, basically face value. So, yeah, surrounded by a bunch of Chiefs fans. It was nice to be there. It didn't work out. Raiders didn't win, but that's beside the point. Now, listen, right now, game time wants you to know that if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, they're going to give you 110% of the difference it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country because people like me are hearing about it and then going, hey, let's try it. So you can buy your tickets just a matter of seconds, a couple of taps, seriously, and you're all set. It was easy. And you don't have to go digging through your email because it's right on your phone, okay? No stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Use the code. It's locked on MLB, and you get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and then redeem the code. The code is locked on MLB, and you get $20 off. Download game time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, so they're moving, right? I don't know. I don't know about that. Let's check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. I've been thinking a lot lately about, about the mood of the other owners that are eventually going to sit down and, and vote to determine whether or not the A's are going to be allowed to relocate to Las Vegas. If you listen to, you know, the common opinion that's out there, this is a slam dunk. The owners are going to get together because they're owners too, you know, and they're going to be thinking, well, shoot, what's going to happen when I want to move maybe someday? So I got to vote for John Fisher to 
pack his bags and get his A's out of Oakland and take them to Las Vegas. You would think that makes some sense, right? And maybe it does to whatever degree, but uh, I've got questions because if the owners were to deny John Fisher's request to go to Vegas, what would be the motivation? Remember, eight owners have to vote no for this whole thing to just be done. They're going to stay in Oakland, right? Eight owners. They don't want a team, well, this team anyway, in Las Vegas. They would like one here, though, and I'm talking about the other owners now. But they just don't want one, I don't think, that's being run like the A's. It's too important of a location in the long term. Now, maybe not now, but the population, let me tell you, because I'm I'm here dealing with the traffic, right? Moved up here from the East Bay uh, 2020 during COVID. And I've seen the population increase just in the short time we've been here. So at some point, it's not going to be media market number 40. You know, I don't know if it'll be media market number 10, like the Bay Area, but uh, it's growing, okay? And so with that in mind, and it is Vegas and... All of the stuff you hear about Las Vegas, it's certainly a destination, right? It's a, it's a place people do want to go. I think MLB would like to entrust all of that to a group that hasn't repeatedly stepped in the doo-doo, you know, gotten in their own way. Because Lord knows that's what this particular ownership group is very good at, okay? No indication, by the way, that that would change if they were allowed to come to Las Vegas. In fact, I think the, uh, the signs and the statistics and the, you know, you can't change a leopard spots, all of that stuff would lead you to believe it's going to be a you-know-what show if John Fisher gets here with Dave Cavill trying to run a team in Las Vegas. I'm just telling you how I feel. And I'll also tell you there's another bug who might end up on my microphone. I've killed one. Nothing will stop me from... <laughs> Number two, not okay with waiving that relocation fee. Okay. Rob Manfred says that, you know, they're not going to make the A's pay a relocation fee. When they pressed him and said, why? <laughs> this is what blew my mind. Why? Because if we made them pay a relocation fee, I'm not so sure they'd be able to afford to move. What? Okay. So right, right there, that tells you that there are some issues with the financial thing. And you're talking about a brand new owner in a brand new market with a brand new team for that market. Now, I know he's our old owner and it's our old team. But again, money seems to be an issue. How much is that relocation fee anyway? Oh, just north of 300 mil. That's, that's the, uh, the common thought anyway, about that much, $300 million. So let me see if I got this straight. No relo fee because it would break Fisher's bank, according to the commissioner. Well, then how is he supposed to afford to be able to put a competitive team on the field? I think that's a legit question. Any more than he already isn't. Look at our record. Oh, yeah, that's right. Revenue sharing. What was I thinking? Of course, that's how he's going to have the money. Because, see, the MLB is going to agree to give millions in what they call league welfare, well, they don't call it that, but I certainly do, to a billionaire. At least he tells us he's a billionaire who isn't putting any of his money into the team or the fan experience. 
they're getting it now, that revenue sharing, and they're in market number 10. And they're still crying the blues on a pretty much daily basis, right? Remember, he just said he's losing 40 mil this year alone. And that's with revenue sharing. And now the owners are going to continue just allowing the league to keep sending John Fisher the checks? Really? I mean, again, I'm looking for eight no votes. These are things that I think, if I were an owner, would be going through my head. Maybe I'm crazy. Market number 40, that's where they're going. They're currently in market 10, and they're moving to a smaller market, a stadium that holds half as many people, and they're going to stay on the revenue share for, I don't know, how long? If you recall, back in 2016, the collective bargaining agreement, Major League Baseball Players Association, the owners, of course, uh, came to a point where they said, okay, that's it. You know, we, we're taking the A's off of the revenue sharing thing. So they did. And that didn't last very long because it was just a couple years later that they were back on again. They had that whole mantra done by 21. And they got there. They cut them off at the end of 2020. But by 2022, guess who's back on the nipple? Yeah, that'd be the Oakland A's. It was announced in March of 2022 that they were being put, put back on the uh, revenue share. With the caveat, and this is important, that they have a plan for a new stadium in place by the beginning of 2024, January of 2024, new year. And if you don't, we're going to cut you off again. So now, with that in mind, now that you know that, if you didn't already know that, and you probably already did, is this all hands deck, rush to get it done, lobby, 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 sneak it past, get special session, grease in the palms, all that stuff that happened to get 380 mil of taxpayer money, by the way, tax credits, taxpayer money, to uh, John Fisher, billionaire, coming to Las Vegas. Remember, January of 2024. Why the fi fire drill? Well, there you go. That's exactly why. You're going to take away our revenue share. The Oakland A's got over $100 million in revenue share from 2017 through 2023. And that included a year where they actually had to pay. Okay. So now they're trying to get this deal in place and get it voted on and all of that. And the A's say, I've got to have my revenue share. I need that money to be able to survive in, in Oakland, you know, while we're building the new place. And for the foreseeable future, uh, we want to go to Vegas, but we can't afford it really. So let's have the league continue to, you know, give us money so we can stick it in our pocket, not put it into the team, not uh, expand whatsoever on the fan experience. Don't make it any better. In fact, let's raise the ticket prices for a team that is about to set a record for being the worst to ever play in Oakland. Let's do all of that. Now, if I'm an owner, getting back to that, and a no vote, I'd be saying, hey, maybe we should apply the brakes here. Let's pump it up, homeboy, just like that. Hold on a second. It's a hot mess is what it is. So are there eight owners that are smart enough to look at that and go, you know, forgetting whatever it is that I might want for myself in the long term, maybe I want to move someday, whatever, forgetting all of that, is this good for baseball? Is this good for me because I own a baseball team and it's a major league baseball team and this is a really 
bad look for MLB and it's a, a black eye on a sport? Do I really want to say yes to that? Because just like in regular politics, you know, your voting record goes with you, right? So if you're one of the owners who go, yeah, rubber stamp, we like John Fisher because that's what I hear is that the other owners actually do like him. Um, yeah, just go ahead. We'll turn our heads. We'll look the other way. Just go to Vegas, would you? Okay. Are they thinking that really? Because I've already heard that Hal Steinbrenner doesn't think that at all, that the owner of the Yankees has had enough and that he thinks that the A's are taking advantage of the system and specifically John Fisher is. And that's one of the owners. We talked yesterday about the West Coast owners that are in the, uh, the TV market now that Las Vegas is part of, right? So that's the Arizona Diamondbacks, the uh, LA Angels and Dodgers, the San Diego Padres. They all share Las Vegas. And they're going to continue to, but now with somebody new in the tent. So you look at a relocation fee again and that they're not paying versus the expansion fee that a new team expanding into Las Vegas, brand new team, Vegas born, like the Golden Knights. Ask anybody who lives here, that's what they want. They don't want our team. They want their own team, okay? And guess what? They'd be willing to pay for it. Foley, who owns the Golden Knights, he'd be involved. I know that. And that guy's a great owner, okay? $2.5 billion for the expansion fee. That's just the estimate. That's, that's the guess, okay? So you got $2.5 billion for expansion in Las Vegas, where you kind of want to be anyway, versus zero. Zero. Goose egg. Zipski. Because you just told Mr. Fisher he can come here and, ah, eh, we're not going to charge you. Okay? So I'm an owner. We got a chance to split $2.5 billion if we allow Vegas to be an expansion market and not let John Fisher move to Las Vegas for nothing. So it's $2.5 billion versus zero. And if I'm another owner, I like money. I need money to operate. And I also would like to know that the people that I own a team in the same room as me at all of these meetings are acting the same way I am as it relates to putting the money back into the team, putting the money into the community, putting the money into your stadium. Yeah. So that's what I think. I think, I think we should maybe think about that because I'm an owner and I want my fellow owners to know how I feel because, well, I've let it all roll around. So beside all of that relocation, expansion, money, every, there's TV contracts, there's merch, there's ticket sales, there's all of that that goes into the kitty. And I want to do it with somebody who's responsible, somebody who's going to act like they care about baseball, Mr. Commissioner. So you know what? I was on the fence before, but let's vote right now, okay? All those in favor of getting robbed by gunpoint in broad daylight, please raise your hand. Oh, nobody? Okay. This is a joke. And if you think I'm going to let it go and stop talking about it, you're wrong. I'm going to keep beating the drum because I believe this man needs to sell the baseball team, make his profit, and then go away because that's what's right for baseball. And that's what would be right for Las Vegas. And guess what would be really right? The relationship in Oakland. Because I guarantee you, once that happens, 
negotiations will pick back up again. Mayor Tao's already said, look, we were this close to getting the deal done at Howard Terminal. Now, I don't know if it'll be Howard Terminal, but I think if they stay in Oakland, they've got plenty of opportunity to, to build that new stadium that they certainly deserve, but with great owners. Remember the Haas family? Remember, remember how they treated the A's fans? Remember how they treated the community? Wouldn't you like to have ownership like that again? I know you would. And Vegas, you don't want this. I'm telling you right now. Hey, you can snap into action this NFL season. Yes, you can. With FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Put your money down. And how about this? You get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Okay? I know we're about math today, but a $5 bet equals $200 in bonus bets. I'm in. 200 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose. So if you've been thinking about FanDuel, there's no better time to get in. It's, of course, the NFL season. It's getting ready to kick off in a big way. We're two games in. A lot of surprises already. Plenty of point spreads and props and overs and unders and all of that. So, you know, get involved. FanDuel.com. You can, uh, you can take advantage right now of a great deal. FanDuel.com slash locked on. And, uh, yeah, you get that great deal as we give you $200 in bonus bets for 5 bucks. And they said it couldn't be done. FanDuel, by the way, official partner of the NFL. We're going to have to wrap it up here pretty quick. I know we've gone long a couple of days in a row, but there's stuff to talk about. Listen, as the A's start this final series at home, we do have some numbers for you to chew on, so let's go inside the numbers. Uh, yesterday, they lost to the Mariners. That was their 53rd loss of the year at home which sets a new Oakland record. They're going to need now to split this last series. Actually, they need to go three out of four. They got to win three out of four against Detroit to avoid tying the all-time franchise record that was set by the, nope, not Philly A's, Kansas City A's, 1956 and 1964, where they lost 55 games at home, certainly within our reach. More numbers. The loss yesterday drops the A's season record against Seattle to 1-12, okay? That is the worst record in a season series of 12 games or more in A's history. So that's like of all time. And the beat goes on. The A's have lost seven straight. They've lost 12 of their last 13, 15 of their last 17. Stop me. 35 out of 44 and 17 of their last 21 home games. Estee Ruiz, remember him? Still sitting on the bench and still sitting at 61 stolen bases. Uh, five shy, by the way, of the all-time A's or American League rookie record. Sorry. Kenny Lofton, 1992. And it wouldn't be an episode of Locked on A's if I didn't tell you that the fact that he's not playing on a regular basis pretty much every day at this point, so we can get that record. To me, is a, it's just a travesty. I don't usually use that word because it's a little too fancy for me, but it's a travesty because this guy will steal two, three bases a game if you get him in the game. So get in the game, Ruiz. And that means, Mr. Kotze, you're going to have to make that happen. You just write it down. It's R-U-I-Z. Closer to the top of the lineup, the better. Okay. He's, uh, he's got what it takes to make it happen. This guy is amazing on the bases. He's electrifying. He's fun to watch. 
So can we, please? All right, in this date in history, um, some cool stuff, 1970. Talk about rookies. We've seen plenty of them this year. Back in 1970, there was a new arm in the A's rotation. He was a left-hander out of Mansfield, Louisiana. His name, Vida Rochelle Blue. And on this date in 1970, after only eight starts, it was actually his eighth start since his call-up, Vida Blue threw a no-hitter against the Minnesota Twins. They won that game eight to nothing. And, of course, he went on to have a great career, Cy Young, MVP, uh, not just for the A's, but for the Giants, too. And, sadly, uh, we had to say goodbye to Vida this year. But what a guy. A really, really nice guy. Met him a few times. He's just a wonderful person. And he's missed. No hitter. Yeah, 1970. As a rookie. Pretty cool. Happy 76th birthday today to somebody who wore the green and gold. And he, he wore it well. Jim Todd, former relief pitcher. He was on the A's team that made the, uh, the playoffs by winning the American League West in 1975. Coming off of those three World Series wins, they didn't quite have enough against the Red Sox. Sal Bando was the green monster, I'm telling you. But they, they, they got swept by the Red Sox and went on to play a pretty dang good World Series against the Cincinnati Reds, so it's cool. But, yeah, relief pitcher for the A's, 75-76, and then again in 79, Jim Todd, who's still hanging around. He's 76 years young today. Happy birthday, Jimbo. And another one. We're not done. Remember Scott Spezio, drafted by the A's in 1993, made his debut in 1996, and very serviceable for the A's uh, and other teams as well. He went on to play uh, for Seattle and uh, St. Louis. Wrapped up a pretty good career. Played over 1,100 games in a a 12-year career before he retired. So, Scott, I know that you uh, you tune in from time to time, so have a great birthday. And if you know Spezer, let him know that we're thinking of him. Can the A's get off the schneid? That's the big question. Can they stop this seven-game losing streak? I don't know, but I do know this. We will be locked on A's every single day. You can count on that on the Locked On Network. I'm Wayne Coy. Thanks for spending that time with us today. Always fun to talk to you. You got comments, leave them down below. Please subscribe, hit the like button, give us a thumbs up, and hopefully an A's win tonight. And we'll catch you next time. Until then, take care of yourself and keep on swinging.